0: Welcome to the family with
1: Hackmaster Ralph T. Basham, M.D.
2: Alex Brant Bernard
3: Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt,
0: and Andy Brant Bernard. We will be right back. Kickoff hour two with the family. Tom here from my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for ten years or one hundred fifty thousand miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Little Rihanna for you. I always did like this band. I got to be honest, except for that USC Barge thing. I hated that. what? Hugo Wagga, Remember that song is terrible. Yep. But she could sing, no doubt about it, or she can sing. I guess a better way to put it. Uh so we have a guest coming up in about, and uh, in then in the second part of hour two. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Um, so what else? Everything so is good.
3: What else?
0: No, I'm just asking people if they have anything on their mind. They could bring it up at this particular juncture. Or we could move on talking about how I crazy people. have you, questions
3: about <gasps> questions. fitness watches.
0: Yeah, what about Anybody? Let's talk about okay, it so I have
3: an Apple watch. I've, I found this Garmin laying around. Brand Ooh, new. Right. So I started wearing it. Mm-hmm. Does it? I thought you had to tell it that you were going to go for a bike ride.
0: Nope.
3: Or take a spin class, or well, do you any sort you. of.
0: You don't have to tell them, but it, but it, well, it it'll keep better track if you do.
3: I thought, I don't know, I because I took I I've been riding um, an indoor bike, and it never tracked it before, but today it it's a Garmin bike ride on my oh, it app yeah. maybe yeah, oh so
2: you so you've been tracking it and then today you forgot
3: well i saying? usually just add it as a workout like yeah. i just add the miles and the yeah uh, yeah 100%. so but now it today be, it was just on
2: there so it might like know your pattern mm-hmm. or know like oh she worked out for this long burn this many calories this is what she's done before because like my watch, I forgot to set it once, and it was like, Did you like run for 40 minutes or whatever? And I yeah. was like, Oh, yeah, because I those like out. I run every Monday and Thursday for 40 minutes. Well, like like running,
4: it's like, you know, if your arms are moving and your heart rate yeah. goes yeah. up, you're probably running. And then if, if your arms aren't moving and your heart rate goes up, you're probably on a bike. I know yeah. that every or time like, oh. Melissa oh. mows the okay. lawn, it thinks she rides a bike. Because oh, her, her are <laughs> <is> stationary, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, oh, she's yeah. going back and forth. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Well, go. and, like, heart rate
2: goes I take a spin, okay. or I take a hit class every Wednesday, and I'm sure if I forgot to put it in, it would, like, yeah. see my heart rate going up and down, and then it would ask me if I took the class, you know, mm-hmm. just because it, but,
3: it okay. knows. Well, this is, like, a, this is an the, the oldest... Garmin watch on their website. So I I didn't think that this thing would have that kind of capability, but Well,
2: there you
1: go. Well, well, speaking of the omniscient internet and omniscient devices, we had a very interesting experience on our trip to Turks and Caicos. We were leaving Atlanta, and in Atlanta, you checked into the plane to go to Turks and Caicos by facial recognition. Yeah, oh, You've oh, seen yeah. that before too. Yeah. <coughs> yep. What's that?
4: Do you have clear? No. Oh, this is something other than clear.
1: This is so. No, that oh. that's to
3: get into the airplane, right? Yeah. Yes. From get, the gate.
1: So, so you ha, you had that's. a printed boarding pass. Oh no, we don't want that. We're just going to do facial recognition. So even though you don't think that facial recognition is ubiquitous in America like it is in China, it's yeah. ubiquitous in America because they got mm-hmm. the facial recognition not from me voluntarily. Yeah. They got it from the government. Oh.
3: They said that you weird. could opt out though if you didn't
1: want to no. do it. They said no, you could. No, there was no opting oh, out on this
3: plane.
2: Well, One no, everybody really- it's in there. Like you're in there. No,
1: but this is this but this <laughs> is oh, yeah. this was creepy cuz I didn't look at the camera. I looked down and away from the camera. And said, oh yeah, you're on. It is a wow. bizarre. Weird. It was a weird deal. So, the Big Brother is here. I know. And I healthy. have
2: I have clear and TSA pre-check and stuff because it's like with kids, it just makes it easier. And I forgot my wallet when we went to Florida and Mm -hmm. it didn't matter because I had clear. Well, on the way there, on the way back, it did because that airport didn't have clear. But um, Hmm. they... So many people are like, you know, oh, don't do clear because then they'll have your face and your iris and your blah blah if blah. If you have or whatever.
4: license, they've got your face. Yeah, and I'm so. like,
2: they have your fingerprints are all over everything and like whatever, yes. you know, I, it's it, you're it's unavoidable.
1: The only, thing, <laughs> the only thing you're giving up is that iris scan and. Yeah, that facial recognition that bothered me. That bothered me a lot. Like, Man, yeah, because was, you
2: didn't sign up for it. Like no, that's really no, that is weird.
1: Oh, you can use my facial recognition. Mm-hmm. There was no approval. It says this is what we're going to do. It, yeah. would, it was it was sort of by fiat. They decide this yeah. is what we're doing. Just by feel, I, I was really troubled by that. But. That is, that is
2: weird really that they can weird. Do that. Yeah, just like oh, we're scanning your face now.
1: It's, all the time. It's also no, weird
4: that that happened in an airport in a small island. You know. Oh no, no, no it th- th-
2: in Atlanta. Going,
1: I'm sorry, going out of Atlanta.
2: We're what, flying Atlanta. We're flying out of Atlanta.
4: Out of Atlanta. Yeah,
1: we Maybe are. Maybe
2: that'll happen to us.
1: Oh, I wonder.
2: But we're only going to Key West. We're not going to.
0: That's yeah, you're country. fine.
2: Yeah, basically.
0: It <laughs> is when I'm there. No, it's <laughs> a foreign land. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you're not coming, you pill. Hey, I'm going to
1: back to Turks and Caicos.
2: Yeah, he's spending all his time in Turks and Caicos. Who is coming? Yeah,
1: you and, Doug's you not and Chesky. Chesky. Chesky's
0: not yeah, coming. Yeah, Sprinthal's not coming either?
1: No.
3: no. No, I think he's going to Mexico Sugar or
0: something. Titolo. He's going to some island.
4: Some, some
3: island is. with his wife's ex-husband. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Doug's not coming. Michael Bryant's not coming. Dan Chesky's not coming. Dr. Pete Lollier's coming, though. Dr. Pete's going to be there. Oh, yeah. So that'll be he good. He likes
3: to fish. That's are a, the
0: Bilskis going to fish, go fishing. Well, oh, he's going. got... What's that? Are the
3: Bilskis coming? I think the Bilskis are
2: coming. Yep,
0: Bilskis are coming. Are absolutely. the Sabre
3: people coming? They came last year. Uh,
0: yeah, yes. Steve's <laughs> coming. Steve coming. They're leaving a day
3: early so they can go to the Daytona 500 or
2: something.
0: Exactly. Oh. So that's cool. Okay, I got some bad news for people who have written a book in the last hundred years.
2: Oh, no, Andy.
0: Nobody cares.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I don't believe that in the slightest. You ready?
0: Okay. Well, here we go. Here are the New York City Public Library. Okay, New York Public Library's ten most popular books. You ready?
2: Oh, they're all classics.
0: These are the ten most popular books. The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Ah. Uh, wow. How old is that?
2: It's like uh, forty books. years how old. Is that's that not book? that old.
0: Forty years old, isn't it? About that's forty. Not that isn't
2: old. It? Yeah, ish. Well, yeah, it's
3: pretty old.
0: Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Wow. What, about 30 years old? Not no, no. 20, maybe. Yeah,
2: it came out when I was, yeah, like 10. Okay, twenty. Really
0: okay, okay the next next one's gonna set you off a little bit. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Are you kidding? laughs> oh, I mean, what is that book? Was that book like 110 years old? <laughs> what? No, How why old is that, is that a book?
2: Popular, popular book.
0: 50s? I'm wondering uh,
4: how to win. It's presidency. a self-help book from
2: 1936. Oh my wow. God! Weird. Wow. What a weird book! i to, I'm have to be 84 popular. years
4: old. That's got to be like a school thing. Nope. Yeah, this is the New York City Public Library. Well, oh, but I mean, like, oh, but I
2: mean, yeah, the like the kids are going to go
4: to the library
0: to get a book for free.
1: So this is what the homeless oh, I see people
0: what you're are reading. Yeah, I yeah, maybe. How to yeah, not be homeless. <clears throat> number seven. You ready for number seven? I'm ready. Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Oh, really? Oh, what, what was that book written in 1955? About that. Yeah, I had what to read wh-
2: that in high school and I, d- <laughs> I didn't. I like read the first couple chapters and I'm like, "Nope. Not doing this." Yeah,
0: it's not a fun book. <laughs>
2: Just like no. no way am I reading this.
0: Number 6, Charlotte's Web, that's 100 years old, isn't it? Yeah,
3: probably. Yeah,
2: they keep
0: remaking it though. Yeah. Okay, here's one that's got really relatively new. To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Jeez. Lee. Yeah, That's a these cool are the ten thing. most popular books yeah. in New York City.
2: Well, a lot of those are like classic. I mean, like no, Charlotte's not. Web and Very Hungry Caterpillar are very classic children's books. Yeah, like right, if I didn't own, I have two copies of the if Very Hungry
1: Caterpillar. I thought you were going to say if I didn't own two children. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if I didn't own two children, yes. I, I would know. We no, children, And them. we go to the library all the time. We get library books constantly.
0: I get some bad news for uh, people though. To Kill a Mockingbird has been pulled from a lot of school uh, libraries because of it's the because way the black it's... man is treated in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they pulled it from a lot, a lot, a lot of the different book. libraries.
1: No,
4: the that's
0: of... the whole point of the book, but they don't like it.
1: Yeah, the point, of, and he's vindicated. That's
0: yeah. No, he's, he's vindicated. Not. The whole point.
4: He gets he gets, he gets uh, found guilty. Yeah. That's, oh. that's the downer. Does he really? It's actually, he he made a sequel. Or wait, Harper Lee is that a man or a woman? Harper Lee. That's a woman. That's right. a woman. It's thought, a, She though.
2: used it as, that was her name, because she, she yeah. was like, people might think I'm a man if I,
4: uh, yeah. Well, Who was your next door neighbor? The sequel uh, is about how Atticus is like, <laughs> you know, distraught over the fact that he lost the case and, you know, he's a shell of oh, a man there you and go etc. Okay. Et so,
0: so who was Harper Lee's, uh, who was her next door neighbor when he was a little boy? Yeah, we had someone on, didn't we, about that?
3: Yes, and yeah. I don't remember.
1: Not Mr. Rogers.
0: Truman Capote. Oh, oh, oh really? Truman, Truman Capote. Wow. Matter of fact, the little boy, what is his name, Scout? Scout.
2: Scout, that yeah. That
0: is Truman Capote. She wrote she wrote I Scout
2: knew that. Based
0: on Truman Capote. Ooh. Many people didn't know that. Mm. Um, um, Where the Wild oh. Things Are by Maurice Sendak. Oh. That's pretty damn old, That's too, really is
2: That's absolutely a classic. I love that book so much.
0: 1984 by George Orwell. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> mm. This is unbelievable. What this means to me is that nobody's written a book worth reading any longer, because even the schools are assigning books <laughs> that are a hundred years old. <laughs> it's like God. Isn't there anything to read? It's too bad because they, you know, they pulled from a lot of libraries. They have pulled uh, J.D. Salinger. <sighs> Because and Davis. F. Scott Fitzgerald from some because F. Scott, now you have to remember he wrote those books hundred years ago or almost, but he drops the big N in his books a lot. Yeah, well, so they yanked him out of the libraries. Mark, out of the libraries. Mark Twain as well. I've Mark been riding 21. a
3: Peloton bike, and the music has the big N in it. Oh, I mean,
0: a lot of Peloton. Peloton yeah. Music. Oh, yeah.
3: Why is it okay? Why is it okay? I don't know. I just don't know. When is it. it okay? It seems like it's okay sometimes.
0: I don't know why they would do that if most people riding a Peloton are going to be white people. Why would they do that?
3: Well, we don't know that, do we?
0: Ooh. Yes, we do. Uh, I think we can glean the demographics. But, well, yeah, I'm just talking about the fact that 84% of the population is not black.
4: More than that. That's what I'm saying. What is that? I think black people are like
0: 14. It's like it hovers between 10 and 14 percent. Oh, does it? Okay. So let's go 14 percent. That means 86 percent of people likely to ride a Peloton are white people. Yeah. Or non-black people. Not white people, but non-black people. Oh. So why would you want the big N dropping out there when eighty six percent of the people listening to it are not black?
3: Because that's the current music. That's but what people listen to. But it's
0: disgusting to use that word.
3: Not in rap, apparently. God,
1: no, no i never understood. Catherine, that. you're not listening to that music. You're being given that music. You're being fed that music. You're not listening. You're not yeah, choosing not, to listen to no. that music. No. No, that's,
0: that's right. True. And I'm
3: not that's listening true. to it like hard or whatever. I'm just kind of like every once in a while. I'm like, wait, did they just say <laughs> what I thought they said?
0: Yeah, when I went to, hey, the, is it okay if... Go
4: ahead. When I went to Lifetime, it was pretty much all rap. It wasn't explicit oh rap, God. but they often, yeah. Ugh. It was like the, uh, what do you call it? Like, what genre would you call turn Down for what? It's like, you know, hype rap. Trap. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. Where it's like, What's it's trap? rap, but it's more electronica yeah. and more.
2: Trap is like, yeah, like electronic dance music mixed with rap.
4: Yeah,
0: exactly. That's pretty much all they oh, play at trap. Lifetime. I thought trap was when I had to listen to rap music. <laughs> Basically. I and hate entrapment. that music so much I can't even tell you. It's the most disgusting garbage in history. It sure is. Why? Because it complete there's no it takes no talent to do it. Oh, he's got good rhymes. Ooh, that's a bitch to <laughs> rhyme words, really? Oh god. It's and I would, I would almost guarantee you that ninety percent of people that buy that music are, are white boys. Yeah, definitely. B O Y Z. They do. Thank you.
3: <laughs> I have to say, now that I've been listening to more rap because I've been riding the Peloton, <laughs> riding the Peloton. now that I'm very got, involved in they, the rap scene. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, and you know, it's uh, it's in the gym. I didn't buy a Peloton, right? But. Um, There's actually some rap that's isn't. It's kind of like uplifting and good messaging. So I don't know who they are. They say on the little screen who the artist is, but I don't remember.
2: California
0: loves a good rap song because it's about being proud of where you're from.
2: I will. So I, when I was a dancer, did hip-hop classes and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. there's definitely, there's something about certain rap music that just like kind of, you know, gets you... Excited and like it's just a little more motivation-y, yeah. like for the peloton or like certain things, because just there's like a certain beat and the quickness of it, I think, has something to do with like why it's so popular in exercise.
4: Well, yeah, there's exceptions to everything, and that includes you well, know, every genre know. has some uplifting songs and it has some garbage songs,
3: <clears throat> yeah. You know. Well, it's also the music of your generation. I mean, rap started when you were, yeah.
4: Like yeah, Teenager about,
3: or yeah. preteen, yeah, really. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All I know is I'm on the Peloton. I want to hear Black Buddy by Ram Jam.
2: I'm sure you could <laughs> find you it.
4: You probably could. Sure,
2: you oh, could find Black
0: it. Betty. There's Ram so Lam. many.
2: I'm so
4: jealous. I was, I you know, the, a... the first uh, lowbrow song that I'm aware of. Let's see if you can guess who wrote it. It's called Lick Me in the Ass.
2: Oh, my god. <laughs> Uh, what? This written
4: by Wolfgang said... Amadeus Mozart. What? what? "Lick Me in the Ass" by Mozart? Yep. What? He wrote what? a song.
1: What is what? happening? He's
4: a rap star. <laughs> what?
0: It's true. What? Whoa. How? What? No, Yo. Yeah. Lick me on the butthole.
3: Is what? was it? A, was it a joke? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I mean, oh, yeah. God. It was. It was oh, like God.
4: he wrote it like. To play at a party with his friends to, you know, be
3: funny. Oh, be a smartass. You
0: know, you know, what wow. friends does he have? What?
3: Yeah, jeez. No, no one... <laughs>
1: No one talks about the back room kind of dealings or the drugs or the alcohol or the parties that went on with these oh God, uh, sponsored sure. masters. Yeah. And when you know some royal guy oh, says, yeah. hey, why don't, you, why don't you do a little uh, party music for us here, uh, Amadeus? He goes, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be there? Oh, you know, Jimmy's going to be there. Jane's going to be there. Oh, yeah, we'll have a fun time. What are we going to do? Oh, we got a little mushrooms. we got some stuff. Yeah. Is my laudanum
4: <laughs> dealer going to be there? Yeah, that's right. There you go. Laudanum.
1: Gosh.
0: Uh, we got to take a break here but uh, last two would be cat in the hats number two but the number one book Ezra Jack Keats the snowy day which is purportedly the very first book to star an African-american boy picture
2: fun, fun loves snowy day we love snowy day. it's a oh, very oh, it's a know. very sweet like easy simple it's really oh, it's yeah, a cute I remember it's, that it's a very cute little book
0: yeah. Number one book. That's all you need to know, brothers and sisters. That's really,
3: (laughs) thank you for that.
2: We'll
0: be right back. Special guest up next with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common?
1: Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems.
0: The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic.
4: Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only. Cannot be combined. Results may vary.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to be sunny and 30 today, isn't it?
2: Whoops! Mm, going wow. take the dogs for a nice long,
0: nice <coughs> long go. dirty walk. Get ready to oh, wash God, them. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's why I've got quite dirty big boots.
0: There you go. Is Maria ready to go? Why yes, Maria Mayor. How are you?
5: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm doing extremely well. <laughs> Things are good. Uh, I have to ask you one question because I, I I read the descriptor for your book, but I have to ask you one question. Okay. Uh-huh. Do your parents know you referred to them as overprotective Cuban immigrants? <laughs> <laughs>
5: mm, yep. <laughs> they are most definitely proud Cuban immigrants who are overprotective. <laughs> There's nothing in the description that is inaccurate. Yeah, and they but can't that, deny it, right?
0: That's a good thing, isn't it? You want overprotective parents, don't
5: you? You know, what's great about it is that while my mom was overprotective and didn't really want me to go running around in the jungles everywhere, she would, in, in a very <laughs> Cuban style, iron my field pants before I left for the field. And so I knew she Aww. had to... That was her way of going forward. See, that's wow. wonderful.
0: That's wonderful. I just didn't want to mention leave very quickly. You house
5: all creased when you're leaving for the jungle.
0: <laughs> no, that's right. No creasing. Catherine, my lovely wife, uh, who's with with us here today, she and I went to Cuba in February. God, their country. Would you consider it to be, you know, uh, so both your parents grew up in Cuba?
5: So my dad is from Madrid, and my mom grew up in Cuba. And I went oh, okay. here for right. the first time uh, about four years ago. And Loved it. it's, a, it's an amazing place. I mean, I definitely felt the, the human warmth and the vibrancy and everything else. Mm-hmm. But as I said to my husband... It, it's sort of like if Russia and Africa had a child, that was sort of the vibe there. Um, there's still so much, um, you know, sort of the, the architecture, which is really stunning, but so much of it is mm-hmm. dilapidated. I mean, it's still it is, yeah. uh, going through a lot of hardship. <laughs> yep. yes.
0: We absolutely love the people, uh, Mariah. I just want to tell you, we love the people. They were could not have been more friendly. Just tremendous time, so... I would say to people, They're if you get a chance amazing. to go to Cuba, you definitely go. They're great people. They really are really yeah, nice people. I agree.
3: They'll just kiss you. I mean, I would say yeah, that. Yeah, they give I you mean. a
0: kiss. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Expedition Bigfoot on Travel Channel. New episodes Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central Time. So, an elite team of Sasquatch specialists journey. Now, wait a minute. You didn't go hunt for Sasquatch wearing creased pants, did you?
5: Oh, no, absolutely not. That's now a lifelong good. habit that my pants have to be nice and, you know, <laughs> and straight. Uh, and I'm good. definitely not a Sasquatch expert. <laughs> I wasn't even a Bigfoot enthusiast when I went out there, but it was truly an, an amazing, really amazing expedition.
0: Oh, we want to hear about it. Ab. So you went to Oregon, right?
5: That's right. Um, we were. We set off to a spot that the data analyst suggested as the hot spot because of the number of sightings and, and recent sightings and frequency, and it was the right time to go that would increase or maximize the chances of uh, running into a Bigfoot. I mean, as you know, most people go in after a sighting, and this was sort of trying to beat him to it. And so it was it was a really data driven way to pinpoint dislocation and once we were there i knew that we had hit upon something special because i've i've run around the, the woods and jungles all over the world and i always feel incredibly comfortable as comfortable as i am in a city and this place just felt different it was almost from the get go that it, it it had this this weird feeling of being watched that was very tangible but you couldn't quite put your finger on it But it was a constant feeling, which I now, you know, I've been told is not uncommon. Uh, But anyhow, this feeling of being watched, uh, that, that was something that really stood out for me from the very beginning.
0: That is wonderful. So we talked about the TV show, Expedition Bigfoot on Travel Channel, Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central Time, but also a book, Pink Boots and a Machete, My Journey from NFL Cheerleader to National Geographic Explorer. How did you go from one to another? Yeah. That's that's fascinating.
5: <laughs> I, just, I was just always sort of adventurous. Even going into cheerleading was adventurous because I'd never been a cheerleader before and made no sense. But I was a huge football fan and I wanted, you know, the very best front row tickets to the Dolphins games. And so I auditioned to be a Miami Dolphins cheerleader and lo and behold, uh, I got in. (laughs) And so for four years, I did have the best seats in the house and it was a lot of fun. But then I was in college, I was going to the University of Miami and I took a class in anthropology and we were talking about primates and how many of them were on the verge of extinction. And, you know, we, we knew very little about them. And I just had this aha moment watching Gorillas in the Mist where I thought this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. At the time, I'd never left the country. In fact, I'd never even been camping because my overprotective Cuban mom said that joining the Girl Scout was way too dangerous when I was a kid. So I set off for one of the most remote, uh, unexplored regions of the Amazon on my very first trek out. And that was it. I, I just, I never looked back.
0: Are you an only child? Do you mind me asking that?
5: I I am. What gave it yeah, away? Yeah,
0: I could tell. Because your mother loves you so much and just wants to... Well, I'm she can't lovable. lord over you because she's a woman. <laughs> yeah, you're lovable. That's it. Well, Maria, that's exactly the deal. You're very lovable. See, I, I actually really, really like that about my mother was very protective too. I grew up a nice little Catholic boy with my mother kinda of lording over us all and so I know exactly what you're talking about. There were seven of us but uh yeah it was the same situation as wow, like I have six. Oh you have six, really?
5: I do. One, I had I had my first little girl uh fourteen years ago and then wanted her to have siblings because I had been an only child. And so had another mm-hmm. little girl and then I had this idea that, you know, I would love to have a little boy. And so I had twin girls. <laughs> so that put me up to four. <laughs> anyway, eventually had the boy, but I have six.
0: <laughs> well, see that's wonderful. Well, you lived your dream. So your your husband's all in, I'm assuming.
5: He's all in. I don't know if he realizes he has a choice in the matter but yes he is all in <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's a possibility i understand that he's, thing absolutely.
5: absolutely incredibly supportive and, and the kids are as well and you know they've been really into the the expedition bigfoot series and they constantly want to know what's happening ahead but i told them they got to watch along with everybody else i can't give anything away <laughs> so i have them book
0: you know Mariah, well, you're making us all look bad here, because basically you have a TV show, you have a book, you're raising six children. I guess the rest of us are kind of slackers.
5: And, and I haven't told you my, my latest role.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm not, trying to
5: show, I'm not trying to show off, but I do feel I need to say this. I'm now yeah, sure. the Director of Science and Exploration Communications at Florida International University. So it's almost like all of my passions combined because, you know, my my love of science and exploration, but also I feel like it's really important to communicate that science and get people aware and caring about the environment and all of these um, habitat issues and and wildlife issues. And so it's almost like all of my loves combined into this position, which I just took on in August.
0: So uh, FIU is in, is that in Boca? Where is that? It's in Miami. Oh, it is right in so Miami, I'm okay.
5: Back, I'm actually back where it all started. I grew up in Little Havana in Miami, and now I'm, I'm very much back home and in my elementary. God, how
0: great and is speaking
5: that? Spanish and having tostadas and cafecito, it's great.
0: You need to accomplish more, though. I really think that a book and a TV show <laughs> and six kids and, you know, being the director. <laughs> you need you need to get up and get something done, Maria. I'm just. I telling need to you, get on just, somebody's
5: cool podcast or radio show. I think to really feel this. Right? I'm a bit of an underachiever <laughs> that way.
0: <laughs> it all works out in the end. That is a great area down there, by the way. That whole situation. I have a uh, matter of fact. Um, do you know any of the uh, the radio people? Do you know who Paul Castronovo is? I,
5: I know who that Paul is. And- yes.
0: Oh yeah, because he's a good friend of mine. He, he has been the uh, he had, well was called Paul and Young Ron for a long, long time. Then Young Ron retired. I, I grew but up listening Paul, to
5: those guys, of course. Did
0: you? Are you going to be on Paul's show? You should be.
5: I can you make a connection?
0: Yes, I can absolutely do that. No question right. about it. Then, I will call I him and I give him your yet. phone number. <laughs> 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 then I think I am. Yes. <laughs> You know, what's interesting about that. The demographics of Miami now are fascinating. Do you know the demographics of Miami, the city? It's like 99% Cuban. Well, it's 70% Spanish, 20% black, and 10% white. It's really, and the the only reason I bring that up at all, the only reason I bring that up at all is because the cultural changes that happen because of that Uh, to radio, to television, to magazines, newspaper, to all that stuff, it changes uh, quite a bit. It's pretty interesting.
5: It it is. And, I mean, when you're in Miami, it does feel, uh, it it, it feels different than the rest of the the United States.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, In a great way. It does.
5: Don't get me wrong. In a great way. Uh, but I really do love the, the diversity here, and like I said, for me, I mean, I grew up Spanish was my first language. It just mm-hmm. feels home the, the second I touch down. So, yeah, I'm really loving it here. And the university but is incredibly t- diverse as well. A lot of the students, it's mm-hmm. the first time that they um, that somebody in their family has gone to, to college, um, who's graduating. So it's also a really sort of exciting place to be, to see that change. As oh, it is. Up.
0: Plus, you get to go to Joe's Crab, which I'm jealous of.
5: Oh, I haven't been there in the last few months, and yes, I, I should. I need to. You have a hook up there, too? You need to get can it. Paul set that up?
0: Yes, we can. We'll ta- hey, look, Maria, you're covered now. From now on, now that, no, no, we know this. We, uh, Well, my fam- our family spends time in uh, West Palm Beach every winter, and, uh, I've always that whole. First of all, well, I was going to talk about you know growing up and watching the whole thing on TV uh, because I'm that age. You're far too young to know about this, but Jackie Gleason, he did so. You know, who Jackie Gleason even is.
5: We have a Jackie Gleason theater here, don't
0: we? Yeah, that's him. That is that's Jackie yeah. Gleason. But he he literally took Miami and put it on the television map because he would take a train from New York down to Miami to do his shows every year. He did so much to develop Miami, it was unbelievable. It was, uh, it's a great area. We, Catherine and I spend time down in Miami. and it, Well, we went to Cuba last year. As I said, we, we, we went on a cruise ship out of uh, Miami. Miami. It was great. It was wonderful. Great. But i got to tell you something. I brought this up by coincidence because I didn't know you were going to be. I do a morning show in town as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any case, I, I brought this up earlier that when Catherine and I were in Cuba, I was sitting talking to a guy. We were having lunch one day or whatever. I'm sitting there talking to this guy, and he was all happy. This Cuban man was all happy. He was in a great mood. And I said, oh, you're happy. You got a high guy today. Everything's going pretty well. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very excited, and I'm very, very grateful to the to the president because he's allowed me to get another job. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I have two jobs now. They've allowed me to get two jobs. I said wow. you're happy because you're allowed to work twice as hard. <laughs> but he was; yeah, he was very I mean, happy
3: that's about it. The, their salaries are so low there.
5: Yeah, the twenty bucks salaries a month are really low. I mean, doctors there I think make something like twenty dollars to thirty dollars a month, and that's correct. Um, and that's the and and that's the, the, the high end most. <laughs> most accomplished of, of the doctors there, and people stand in line uh, for hours to get food, and by the same time they get to their turn, a lot of times they've run out. So, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult mm-hmm. situation, so I, I could understand why somebody would be happy to, to, to work more, I suppose.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, you should be proud of your heritage. They're wonderful people, very, very friendly people. You can find yeah, a good-looking so. Cuban, too, by the way. You know, you ever notice that?
5: what 's that that there are good looking
0: positions yeah sure, lots of them yeah, yeah that 's what i 'm saying you can it 's not that hard to find one uh, had a great time, but in any case, ladies and gentlemen, maria mayor it 's spelled as mayor m a y o r Uh, The TV show, Expedition Bigfoot on Travel Channel. New episodes every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central. The book is called Pink Boots and a Machete, My Journey from NFL Cheerleader to National Geographic Explorer. If you want to take classes, FIU is the place to go. And what other jobs do you have?
5: (laughs) Well, uh, <laughs> I am part of the National Geographic Speakers Bureau, so I go around the country giving lectures. In fact, I'm going to be in Montana this weekend, in Billings, Montana, giving a, a National Geographic Live Series lecture. And uh, I sometimes, I'm, I'm the soccer mom. I mean, that's a job, too. I oh, yeah. <laughs> so I wear I well, wear a lot of hats, that's for sure.
0: Well, tell your mother she did a great job raising her daughter.
5: Thank you. I will. All right. Thank you very much. She's a wonderful woman who who led by example. Thank you so much.
0: Well, have a great day.
5: You too. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Maria Mayor, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with the family. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutrimost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's resolution sale. Do what I did, and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Not quite. What is this? Oh, this is Lick My Butt? Yes, it is. What? What's it at? Alex goes, What? Were you out of the room earlier when he was talking about no, Mozart?
2: No, I st- I just am still very confused about the whole
4: thing. Oh yeah, he had a bunch of songs like that. He had songs about like Naughty. shitting in the bed and you know, <laughs> <laughs> apparently he was a weirdo.
3: So he has he has Fawn Rasmussen humor. No. Yeah,
0: he does actually. I guess. So. That's right, he's Fawn Rasmussen. Poop. My goodness. This next song, ladies and gentlemen, is called. Poop,
3: poop on the
2: ground, poop on the ceiling. poop on the ground, poop in the. It's lamp. all true,
0: <laughs> all true, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. We're just uh, kind of slogging. She was a great guest, though. What a pleasant person! Do you think she's achieved a little bit in her life?
3: Jeez, how much oh, coffee God. does she drink? My God, she
0: must have to move, drink a lot of coffee. Keep moving as hard as she's moving, no doubt about it. NFL cheerleader, and now she's a professor.
1: That's yeah. pretty good. You know, yeah, PhD It's not not easy to come by.
0: Not at all, and no question about it. They, uh eh, what are you gonna do? So, uh, uh-oh, we got uh, Iran State TV anchors of are being forced out of their jobs for you know what they're why they're being forced out of their jobs?
4: No,
0: they're being forced out because they lied to the people. How many news Ooh. anchors would be on national television if they had to quit over lying to the people? For real. Uh, all of them? There'd be none left. There'd <laughs> there be nobody left. left. There wouldn't. There wouldn't be one single news anchor left. I
3: thought our job was to lie.
0: Well, it is. That's what their job, there is no question their job is to lie. You got to get that message out there because we'll make more money and we'll buy, uh, you know, people buy more ads if you if you get it out there. I get them
3: freaked out.
0: Two anchors for Iranian state TV have quit amid growing furor over the drowning of the Ukrainian, or downing, excuse It says drowning here. Hmm. They meant downing, but it actually says in na- national press it says the drowning of a Ukrainian jetliner mm. oh God it's getting worse by the day man. Thank you for accepting <laughs> me as anchor until today said Zara Katami, formerly of the Islamic Republic of Iran broadcasting I just call it irib that's what I oh, call it the Islamic Republic of Iran broadcasting. I will never get back to TV. Forgive me. Another Sabah Rad also thanked supporters and said her 21-year career in journalism was over. I cannot continue my work in the media. I cannot. A third presenter, Jalare Jabare, posted on Instagram that she had quit a while ago. It was very hard for me to believe that our people have been killed, she wrote. Forgive me that I got to know this late, and forgive me for the 13 years I told you lies. Jeez. Oh. Holy- They better move. You better move out of the country, man.
3: Come to America.
0: I just love that. And what do we hear? We hear lies on our networks. We love liars. A lot of them. About how uh, this current administration has got us on the road to World War III. No, they don't. They've
4: been saying that since I was a kid, though. World War III was always just around the corner.
0: Just yes, around the corner. Look, I am not a big fan of any of them. So that's I'm not trying to defend. He's the president of the United States, so I will honor him because he's the president. Right? Doesn't mean I have to like his his business practices and all the rest of it. But to get on TV and tell people they should be terribly fearful because World War III is about to start mm-hmm. is disgusting. Because you're making money doing it, and that's the only reason you're doing it. Because people will will flock to you to hear anything negative about America. Ralph, when did that all start? Oh, people love to hear negative things about their own country. Uh,
1: I, maybe forever. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> maybe forever. Everybody wants okay, negative. Well. Want to hear negative things? They don't want to hear positive things. Uh, it, it doesn't resonate i don't know why it doesn't resonate with people you know people don't want to hear oh you know yeah there's a little bit of global uh, global climate change but you know it's not that big a deal you know we were going to do just fine and technological improvements will uh, correct this over right. time right no once you hear that they want to hear oh no we're all going to die in 10 years
4: well it's the same reason people when they watch tv they want to see drama violence action they don't want to see they do, just like, yeah. you know happy people being happy because it's more How exciting dumb. to be, you know, in the middle of a crisis constantly. So the problem we have now is that people, in America at least, are born in a very peaceful time. Not a whole yep. lot's going wrong. But mm-hmm. the entirety of school history is about tragedies and atrocities and wars and everything like that. Right, And so right. that's, you know, they want to be like the... Nazi-hunting heroes from World War II or they want to be the British fighting the red coats, They want to be Paul Revere, but you can't because there's no real war going on right now. So they wish for it to happen so they can become a hero.
0: Do you think that playing video games has has, uh, also increased people's uh, anxiety and therefore made them more mean and hateful?
4: Video games, no. Movies and TV, yes. I well,
3: think, the, I, I think I think when CNN started their 24-hour news cycle yeah, exactly. and having to jump on a story and have a big story all the time mm-hmm. to keep their news cycle going, I think that's what started the but whole thing.
0: I have a question for you about that, uh, and you could all—I'd like to hear all of your take on the situation. I watched television for eight years when President Obama was president. He never did anything wrong ever as far as CNN was concerned. No. Now it's been three years, on, going into our fourth year of watching Donald Trump, and he has never, ever done anything right.
3: Well, now you know they're a political affiliation.
0: But how can anyone believe anything they say? If, that, if that's your, your history, why would I ever believe anything you say?
4: Because well, they believe a... that
0: Obama never did anything wrong, and they believe that Donald yeah. Trump oh, never God, did anything oh, right. God. It's disgusting. They're human. They're both human. They did things very poorly and did things well. What's the problem here?
3: Well, it was just like when we were over at our friend's house the other day and you told this younger man that you were a centrist and he said, oh, that just means you're a Republican.
0: Yeah. Did you hear about that? Oh. Sounds about right. That's about right. There was a young kid. He asked me my, my, my political affiliation. I said, I'm a centrist. He goes, oh, you're a Republican. I said, no, 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 I'm not Republican. I'm a centrist. He goes, well, if you're not progressive, you're a Republican. Yeah, that's what a lot of young people believe. That's well, what that's he thought. That's
3: what they are told to say. I mean, it's, but,
0: it's become a cult. And it's, it's not
1: true that Richie Gervais went through the same thing.
0: He's, oh, he, he, he was wonderful. God, he
1: was wonderful. He's been accused of the same thing. He'd being, he being a conservative. He's no more conservative than, I don't know.
4: Not at no. all. Yeah, the, he's like the most anti Christian person in the universe.
0: But. Which I, I've never understood that one either. So uh, if you're anti-religion is one thing, to, but to pick one out to to point at uh, most often, I'd probably pick the one out where they kill gay people and uh, murder women for driving a car. Well,
4: it's because that's no, Christians the don't, I don't fight back anymore. is the thing. At least in yeah, America that's right. they don't. <clears throat> you
5: can exactly say whatever right. you want
4: about Christianity in America and no one's going to do anything about it. But, you know, if you say anything <sighs> bad about pretty much any other religion you're going to get piled on.
0: Yeah, you are. I probably wouldn't, uh, you know, because because there was a bit of furor because they... In some, I don't even remember where the hell it was, but they made <laughs> Jesus a gay man in their play or Brazil. movie or whatever it was. It was Brazil? Yeah, that's right. It was Brazil. I wonder how they would have fared had they made Muhammad gay. Yeah, for real. You think any of them would still be alive? Because I don't think they would be. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, they- uh, how... how Uh, Seriously, how hypocritical are you that one religion is better than the other? I don't understand. I just don't get it. Yes, Christians did go out throughout the world and and murder people too. Every religion has pretty much done that,
1: hasn't it? And every religion continues to do that. (laughs) Yeah, they pretty much do. It's too bad. I know it, it is, it, and I always pick up, put, out and point out that the Buddhists are killing them, the Me the, or the, yeah. yep. the um, Rohingyas, and which are which are Muslim. I mean, it, it, yep. it, 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 every religion is, has that element to it. The whole point is to try to get away from that, you know, to get that out of it, all the belief system. It makes no sense.
3: That's why so many religious groups try to go to the top of a mountain and be left alone, but nope, somebody just (laughs) got to go up that mountain and kill them.
0: Mess it up for them.
3: (laughs) Just have to.
0: The only thing I've ever killed in my life is my wife's spirit. Yeah, I know. It's crushed. You haven't killed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. I haven't (laughs) killed it yet, but I've crushed it. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you very much. Great. At issue was Iran's initial denial that it shot down the plane, killing all 176 people on board and anti-government demonstrations that ensued when the truth came out. Some news outlets close uh, to the regime are even reporting on the protests now. And the Association of Iranian Journalists says the country is undergoing a funeral for public trust. Speaking on BBC Radio, a commentator for the nation's state-run TV said, There is little trust in the government and people want more freedom. The lies they said about the shooting down of the airplane have lost public interest, or public trust, excuse me. To be fair, some Iranian media outlets engage in debates over government policies, but Reporters Without Borders, says independent journalists there, are subjected to intimidation, arbitrary arrest, and long, long jail sentences. But we're the bad guys. Let's not forget that. That, that Khomeini or whatever the hell, what's the guy's name, Soleimani, he was a national hero. Well, you know what, CNN? No, he was not. You lied yet again.
3: Am I, I am impressed, though, that the Iranian people are doing this.
0: Yeah, I am too. And I
3: didn't know that this was something that was even allowed. I thought they, oh, they would just all be shot.
0: Well, they were putting their lives on the line, I'll yeah. tell you that.
3: So this is very brave.
0: I agree. You'd, you'd have to honor the Iranian people because they're they're stepping up, going. You lied to us. I wish Americans would do this. This I wish Americans would would parade through the streets and go. You you politicians need to stop lying to us and and controlling the media with your dog shit. Would never
3: work here. Well, they Why
0: do not? because
3: fifty percent but- of the people believe the lies and fifty <sighs> yeah. percent of the people that don't, and then you'd be fighting amongst each other, and Disgusting. you know you don't know what the truth is in America anymore. They
4: do protest, Disgusting. but it's. Like it's on, un- it's disorganized. Just like I hate this side for no particular yeah. reason. Kind of protesting.
0: Yeah, to be honest with you, I same. don't hate. I don't hate any religion. I don't hate any sides. I don't hate any political party. I I don't want to go through my life hating something. That's all people do is talk about their hatred for something. Now, yep. You want to live like that? Not me. Yeah, me either. It's Anyone else?
1: It's, relig- it's sort of a belief system based on hatred.
0: Yeah, It is. It absolutely is based on hatred. And by the way, you'd never talk like that to somebody's face, would you? You'll do it on Twitter. You'll do it on the news. But you'd never stand face to face with somebody and go after them like that because you're a coward. Right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, social media that gives a voice to uh, spineless people. It does.
0: It's really too bad that they're, they're going to have to. Andy, do you think they'll ever do something about that, the fact that people attack others and try to ruin their lives? Why is that allowed? They've been doing that forever.
3: Yeah. How are you going to stop it with free speech? Oh, God. We want free speech.
0: How much more time
4: we got, Andy? Is that everything? It's 1 o'clock? Uh, I mean, technically, I think we have a few minutes left.
0: Let's see here. Oh, do we? We have about <laughs> four minutes. Oh, do we really? Yes. That's the ticket, ladies and gentlemen. Now we got Warren. uh, Elizabeth Warren says that Bernie Sanders told her a woman couldn't possibly win the presidency. (laughs) He says he didn't say it.
3: Bernie. So
0: she said something. He said something. Now those two kids are at each other's throats, and I hope they both live through it because aren't they both like eighty-five? Why don't they
3: run on the same ticket?
0: Uh, she's got Andrew Yang as her running mate. I don't know who Bernie's is.
3: They could co-president. They could start the first co-presidency. The
0: co-presidency.
3: That would be the way to do it.
0: I don't know. I, I really don't. Well, whatever. Yeah, I don't really that's understand. That's not how anything. the
1: Constitution is set up. We don't have
3: well, co-presidency. They're going to change everything anyway. So <laughs> so start now. It's not going to be. Yeah,
0: seems I mean, like it. They might as well. It seems like the that's time. the situation.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's true. We're just change the men, it. Bernie, and Elizabeth are at it, at each other's throats.
0: Man, oh
4: Elizabeth. yeah, they hate one another now. <coughs> if either of them got elected, I don't think they would be alive in eight years. So, I don't know. No, they don't. Probably
0: well, Bernie. Well, Bernie wouldn't be. Yeah, probably. Bernie is. I don't know.
4: The very sickly looking man.
0: I don't well, know. is he? Eighty? Warren
4: might be okay. How old? He's
0: eighty-something, is isn't he, Bernie?
4: Let's see here. I Bernie think Elizabeth's Sanders. like eighty-one or something. How old is, oh, is he? He's only seventy-eight.
0: Yikes! No, he's
4: not. That's he's in his eighties.
0: Yeah, they shaved a few years off. Well, how old is Elizabeth Warren then? Is she eighty? She's only seventy. Hmm. She's seventy. Oh, she I can see that. She's eighty. Well, she uh, maybe it's her Native American blood that keeps her <laughs> youthful-looking.
4: <laughs> uh, I mean, look at Bush pre-presidency. Post presidency, oh, yeah. look at Obama. Pre presidency, oh, yeah. post. Oh, that's true. It, you age twenty years being the president. So I mean, oh, you start you do. at eighty, yep. you're going to end at a hundred. Not good.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's very very true. There's no question about that. So I don't know. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on those kids, Bernie and Elizabeth, see if they can get along. What are we down to now? Like six people, seven people for the Democratic Party. I have no idea. In the in the debates, I'm talking about. I think it's seven. And what I notice about that is three of them are billionaires. That's not good news. I'm just here to tell you nope. that the billionaires are come pretty soon. So basically you have a billionaire who's the president of the United States right now. You have a billionaire, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. Uh, they claim whenever they talk about her wealth, they talk about her personal wealth, but her husband's a billionaire too. So they got to add that part together. So are you the Republicans
4: I mean? just not going to put anyone up against Trump?
0: No. No, it's not going to happen. The the stock market was up over 29,000 again today. The jobs are really in good shape. The economy is kicking ass, there's no oh, doubt about it. Did
3: anybody that. see what those bank reports, the banks, were, the big banks were all supposed to be very happy yeah, They are all very very and happy put about Put out some, some yeah. reports, but yeah, we I didn't
0: We got 2 minutes. We could probably it, track it down. Bank reports?
1: You know, they you know, no one you know, I, I, I ran into a Canadian when I was on vacation, and he said, what do you think of Trump? And I said, well, you know, the economy is really pretty good. First words out of his mouth. Well, that's all Obama. Mm. Obama did that. So- if oh, go my to God.
4: I country, I am going to straight-faced deny ever heard, having heard of Trump. Be like, "Ooh, Donald what? <laughs> Donald Trump? What kind of a name Ooh. is Trump? What is a president?
0: <laughs> God. that's very smart Andy very smart alright we'll leave it at that have a great day we'll see you tomorrow with the family